This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. We are live. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> it's a little belated. Uh, Bob and I had a couple of weekends off there. Hope you didn't mind. Um, we know we have to have a break every now and again, right, Bob? That's correct. And I headed south to the uh, lovely state of Florida, who seems to be doing COVID correctly. And uh, it was a lovely time down there. And... Uh, Got to mess with technology um, myself, of course. I have the same technology problems you guys have. And uh, got a little place down there and uh, tried to set up some simple little Chromecast, Bob. Chromecast, $35 pieces of, you know, Google tech that you plug into your phone so you can cast, you know, streaming media, right, on your network. Yeah. One eight hundred tab for help. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, I'm a geek. I've done this a million times, and I plug it into the system, and I I go ahead and I set up the uh, Chromecast, and it says it's configured. It says everything's great, and instantly after it says everything's great, it says it can't find the Chromecast. Instantly, literally, I'm like, okay, I, I screwed it up. I'll go ahead and default it and do it again. Same answer, same result. I went to the other one. I bought two of them. Same thing. Defaulted it. Started over again. Wait a minute. You know what the definition of insanity I is. I was thinking of Einstein the whole time. I mean, this is this is crazy. So what does a guy do who's trying to set up a Google Chromecast and try to get tech support? Who do you call? 1-800-GOOGLE. They do have a number. They have, they have a number, and I called it. And of course, they said they're closed. All right. Well, that wasn't helpful. Then I texted or chatted. They have a chat feature. And it turns out in the um, in the condo that I have, the uh, the router they offer as part of your condo fees is one of the only three on the planet that don't work with Chromecast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like going to a gas station and the gas doesn't work with your car. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there saying, "All right, this is nuts. This is what, what am I doing wrong? It's so simple." Well, the router is definitely not compatible. So, just so you guys know out there. There's so many parts to these technology soups that we all deal with that each each recipe is unique, right? Just because you know it should work, it's a router and it's it's Chromecast, doesn't mean it's gonna work. Um, in the same example, I have a, a lock, right? That's a smart lock that actually talks to your Wi-Fi so you can set up access codes to the property. Well, guess what? That router is also so bad with that lock that it drains the batteries in the lock in, like, I don't know, 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> of course, according to the, the lock manufacturers, like, yeah, that's the bad one. It must be talking to it too much. I'm like, what kind of piece of junk is this condo association buying when it comes to these routers? It's a Spectrum. It's a Spectrum uh, service down there in Florida. And all I'm saying is you just – as you deal with technology – no matter what, how smart you are, how how involved you are in the technology, you all, we all come across these crazy roadblocks because the te te the technology is not the same. Well, we don't have control over the backbone. Exactly, it's all different. Um, so, what do you got in technology news, Bob? Bob's Bob Shorey. He joins me every Saturday morning. He's one of the MCSEs here at Tab. It helps me out, and it's technology talk time, right? Any news that happened over the time we were gone? Well. <laughs> Not, we, we were talking off happened? air. Nothing happened, right? We were talking <laughs> off air, so we're going to really hope that you guys are going to call us this week. Yeah, you guys know we're live. Because I went back 10 days, yeah. and most of the uh, 
articles or most of the that information I could find yeah. was all political, and I did not want to do political. No, no, I don't so I have a few articles here. Hopefully, we can fill in until we get phone calls. Related to tech. Anyway. Yeah, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers if you want to get online. And, of course, we are we are live over at WTIC's Facebook page. And if you watch the social media, uh, the social dilemma on Netflix, you'll never use Facebook again. Um, you really should watch that show if you really want to understand that you are living in the matrix. You are the battery. You are the battery. I'm telling you right now, watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix, and you'll realize you're the battery. But go ahead, Bob. Okay. So the first article I have here is um, Intelligence Agency Buys Location Data on U.S. Residents Without Warrants. Oh, boy. The Defense Intelligence Agency separates information on U.S. residents according to the New York Times, but can search the data with permission so to speak. Who gives the permission? Not the courts. A, <laughs> a US, uh, uh, the U.S. intelligence agency collects uh, location data that includes data on U.S. residents without a warrant, mm. according to a memo reported by the New York Times on Friday. The Defense Intelligence Agency buys the information from data brokers who often get it from third-party apps running on users' phones. Right. The memo, written to uh, Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon, says the agency applies some restrictions to the use of location information of U.S. residents. The practice underscores how intelligence agencies collect location data on U.S. residents without warrants, despite a 2018 U.S. Supreme Court decision that ruled warrants are necessary for the practice. As known as the Carpenter decision, the ruling held that the Fourth Amendment requires investigators to clear a higher bar before accessing data that can create a timeline of a person's every moment. Right. Although if they wanted to send them junk mail, that'd be fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they could use the yeah, location I, data. Yeah, to I got to renew the, the warranty on my car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or something about my... Social security number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or my uh, credit card thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the Defense Intelligence Agency does not construe the Carpenter decision to require a judicial warrant endorsing the purchase or use of commercially available data right. for intelligence purposes. The agency said in its memo, the Defense Intelligence Agency, which exists to collect intelligence on foreign militaries for U.S. defense efforts right. didn't respond to a request for comment. Right. According to the memo, <laughs> U.S. and foreign data are mixed together in the location information the agency purchases. Right. The agency said it puts data from U.S. residents in a separate database that requires special permissions yeah. to access. It's been accessed five times in the past two and a half years. Mm. So there's more, but this is like, this is nuts. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Take your cell phone. <laughs> Put it in a, a tinfoil bag. <laughs> and throw it in a lake. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, every single app wants location data. Why does it care about where you are? You know, it, it's insane. The only reason they want that data is <clears throat> to be able to sell it to brokers so that they can then sell it so they know where you're going, what you're doing, and maybe they can sell an ad to you so, or sell a service. Before the Revolutionary War. Okay. Yeah, they didn't have cell phones back then. They didn't have cell phones. So the British put their soldiers in everybody's homes and required people who lived in those homes right. to feed and uh, bathe and uh, wash their clothes, shelter them, do whatever they needed. Right. And a lot of them, you know, there was no government money coming, no stipends, none of that. Right. And, you know, that's one of the reasons, the big reasons, why there was a... Uh, 
you know, a, a revolution against the king. Yeah, it's the third, and, third amendment. You know, third, the third uh, well, amendment the, says you can't. The uh, don't Bill have to of have Rights, yeah. the original ten, were set out because of the infractions by the king. Right. And you know, I was reading through our constitution. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, geez, our government is doing a lot of the same <laughs> thing. Well, they're just using the same data that we offer them for free. I mean, this whole thing about you're the if it's free, you're the commodity. I mean, the, the intelligence agencies are like, heck. We'll just buy the data. We don't even need to create it. We don't need a spy agency anymore. The citizens are saying, go ahead and spy on me. So, again, that's why I brought up The Social Dilemma. And uh, on Netflix, please watch it. You're going to be – it's pretty eye-opening. It's not something that I'm not surprised about. But they did a very good job that would help the the layperson better understand how these companies are are tracking you. And Google, uh, within the same vein, is threatening to de-platform – that's the new thing these days – de-platform Australia. Um, because Australia is saying, look, if you want to use publishers' news in your search engine, you need to pay the publishers. And uh, Google says, well, then we're just not going to offer our search engine in Australia. And Australia is like, well, fine, <laughs> go pound sand. These are our rules. And uh, I completely agree with Australia, and, and we, need to, we need to hold these companies more accountable. Um, and, of course, France makes Google pay that fee to those publishers already. It's something they require. And speaking of France, there's a French search engine you should check out called Quant. Ironically, the French, right? These folks who helped uh, free uh, America back in the Revolutionary War are, are uh, part of these uh, solutions now. Quant is a, a search engine that is more private. It's like DuckDuckGo. Like DuckDuckGo. Right. And uh, I've been checking it out. It's pretty pretty cool. And uh, if you want alternatives to Google, number one, you got to turn off that location data on your phone, on your apps. You really got to be smart about it um, if you're if you're worried about having somebody track you. Again, as we've always said on the show, you have nothing to worry about until you are considered doing something wrong. And that the point of view is the problem these days, not necessarily the law. So uh, we'll have to see how that all goes. But if you want a more private search engine, Quant is out there. I've checked it out. And uh, DuckDuckGo is out there. And uh, you can be a little more a little more private. Again, these phones and these phone systems and these, these uh, smartphones and devices, I mean, Apple promises privacy with their uh, iPhones. I'm using a Pixel 5 with my Google. It's a Google Pixel. So I got a strong feeling I'm not going to have a real good, easy time of blocking my location information. But I'm not doing anything wrong yet, Bob, am I? <laughs> well, that all depends on who's making the decision. Exactly. Right. That's the creepy part. Uh, so we're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. We are live. We're over on Facebook. And again, I don't know these days I would warn you about Facebook. But we are over at WTIC's Facebook page, Broadcasting Live, if you want to check out uh, Bob and I. And if you want to make any comments or post some uh, you know, back and forth as far as what's going on, where you're watching us from, that'd be great. Uh, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We've got all lines filled up. So hang on, Paul, Rocky, Brian, and Danny. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are live. We are back. We took a couple of weekends off. I hope you didn't mind. Um, you know, we 
just a now and again type of thing. You know, we have to have a little well, bit of family time. I can tell you, I didn't mind. It was nice having a Saturday, Saturday. off. <laughs> I know. Trust me. Because I, I volunteer my Sunday, so, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you want a little time to yourself. So we're, we hope you guys don't mind. We took a few days off, and then we are back. And let's get to try to help you out with your technology issues. I mean, I told you about my crazy Chromecast issue, and what great way to blow a couple hours trying to set up a Chromecast. Uh, it should work. Let's go to uh, your calls. We're going to go right first to Paul in South Windsor. He was online first. What's going on, Paul? Yeah, good morning, guys. Morning. Um, I'm having an issue with my <clears throat> ATT Yahoo email. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to log on. <clears throat> I get a message saying that user ID doesn't seem to work here. Sign in with a different ID, care code 205.4. Yeah. I looked that code up, and it takes me to AT&T community forums where there's a multitude of other people complaining about this, but I don't see any solutions. Yeah, so your account's missing. You're trying to log in with your, your, your account, and it's saying, I can't find your account, Paul. But I can get in through uh, on my iPhone. I can access my email through my iPhone. You can, so email is still sending, is still sending and receiving. Yep. So the box exists, but yep. the interface that allows you to log into your email doesn't see your account. Right. That's okay. not good. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, so the, the, you're not paying anything for this email address, right? No, no. Do you have AT&T anymore? Uh, is that, yeah. That is your internet service? Well, it's, <laughs> it's gone through so many iterations over right. the years. That started out with SNAT, SNAT. Right. But uh, then it went eight, Yahoo, AT&T, so... Right. So there's two choices. You really have to work with Yahoo to have okay. them get your account back on that side of the authentication of your box because okay. you're not able to interface. But your 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 mailbox is working. Yep. I suspect, though, it may not work forever. Okay. Um, because if they don't see you on one side of the equation, they might not see you on the other side soon. So that would be bad, right, because everybody knows you're at Yahoo, whatever, right? Yeah, well, um, it's, it's actually uh, SNET.net. <laughs> which really needs to go, too. So the other thought would be to, for you to finally consider whether or not you want to have your mail at a more formal spot. And we recommend Proton Mail uh, if you want to pay for a mailbox that will be Paul at, and you can even be at a domain of your choice, mm-hmm. um, that you then pay for, and a paid-for service will probably be there for you, not just dissolve like this one is happening. Or you can fight with Yahoo to have them get your account back. There's really nothing we could do because it's oh. on their end. Yeah, well, no, I just wanted some suggestions like that to uh, yeah. where I can go next. I was. Uh, I would consider Proton Mail. It's an encrypted mail service. It okay. is not. Uh, it's not on American soil. Um, it's fully encrypted, and you can uh, deal with your mail more more securely if you wish. There are plenty of other mail systems out there, but that's the one that. Yeah. What kind of fees are they? Do they charge? Um, I, I mean, is it? It's like. Five or so bucks a month at the oh, most. Oh, okay. No, that's I didn't know. I mean, okay, we pay I'll more check. for a mailbox. I'll try to post. get through to Yahoo and see if they can help me. If not, I'll check out Proton Mail. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, and if you if Yahoo can help you, that's great. But you won't be at, at you won't at be at snet.com forever right. or dot net whatever they're, whatever they're yeah. And at any moment they could say, you know what, Paul, we're going to get rid of your free mailbox. Mm-hmm. You know, sue me. Uh, you're not paying for it anyways. And all the stuff you've configured. Will have to be redone. Yeah. Right? So. Well, I mean, I'd have to do that anyway if I go to Proton Mail, right? Uh, cor- uh, correct. You would have to do all that, but it should be done now. From our from our Facebook feed, uh, Laura thinks that you need to go get a secure key from AT and T. 
That's a key, that's a clue from her. So okay. thank you, Laura. She must have dealt with the same issue. Um, maybe when you speak, when you request that, hey, Yahoo, I can't log in. Do I need a secure key? They might be able to ref, you know, refer you to getting that secure key. That might be a way to get your system, your backup and running. But your email is flowing, which is good news. But thank oh. you, Laura. Thanks, Laura. Yeah. Okay, secure <laughs> key from AT&T. Yep. Probably that also. Okay. All right, Paul. Yep, thanks a lot. It gives me something to go on. Very good, sir. Yep, so long. All right, bye-bye. The only reason we talk about more of a, a formal mailbox system these days is because you can't count on the free stuff. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't. Um, and so, yeah, so let's say, let's say Paul fixes this issue and he gets a secure key and his SNET email box is flowing again. There really is nothing that says they're going to continue that. The Internet is notorious for literally dissipating the, and saying, you know what, we don't, we don't have enough well, interest in Yahoo. SNET has been gone for how many years now? Yeah, I think I had a lot more hair when they existed. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I based did. everything. I didn't have any gray when they <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Southern New England telephone. Um, yeah, no, I know. Uh, so I, I would tell you that you really want in these days of security too. You know, what kind of security does free e email really have? I mean, obviously, there's a key scenario here that Laura is trying to tell you about. Well, but certain providers say that you know your email doesn't belong to you; it belongs to us, and we can read it and we can do whatever we want with it. Right. That is another aspect of when it's free. Um, when you pay for it, you have a little more standing, and uh, that could give you a little more security. So keep it in mind. When it's paid for, the company that you're, you're paying also has a vested interest in having it work on your benefit and not theirs. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, we're going to try to get a, a question in before the bottom of the hour. Oh, no, we're not. So, Rocky, hang on. Brian, Danny, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here till 11 uh, live. We're over at computertalkwithtab.com. Anything we talked about, Mike G is posting. Um, everything we've talked about live, even that create a secure mail key uh, for AT&T there for you, Paul. So you can check that out. And uh, we are broadcasting live over at WTIC's Facebook page. Although, I don't know, after watching The Social Dilemma on Netflix, you should watch it. Take a moment. Trust me, it's, it's not too geeky, and it'll explain to you why you're the battery. We'll be right back. And we are back. Looks like Matt's got some new bumper music. Thank you, Matt. I like it. We are here till 11 o'clock. This is Computer Talk, and uh, you're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to get right to your calls. We're going to go to Rocky first in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, Rocky, how are you doing? Doing fine this morning. Good Good morning, Eric and Bob. Yes, good morning to you. What's going on? I have a question involving my uh, daily routine, whether you have some ideas on to how to tweak it a little concerning Windows 10. All right. Uh, shut down, sleep, restart, that kind of thing. Okay. So, in, in listening to you all about um, um, the standard shutdown and the problem that can potentially occur because it doesn't do a full shutdown and the right. restart cleanses things out better. Yes. I, I shifted over to to just end of the day. I would uh, just tell it to go to sleep mm -hmm. to allow the restart to happen quicker. I'm sorry, to allow the next day's startup to happen more Quicker. quickly. Yeah. Um, and and then um, after that next morning startup occurs, then do the restart at that point and proceed from there. So I'm wondering about your thoughts as to whether that's what you all do or 
whether there's a better way to do it. That's not what I would do. You can set your system to fully shut down. Um, there's a checkbox. I have to think of where that checkbox is. But instead of doing yeah. what you're doing, um, you know, I you can do a. Seen that. Yeah, I would configure it to do full shutdown. Do you have a solid state okay. drive, Rocky, or just a traditional? No, drive? I, right now I've got uh, two, and one is one. One is solid. One is one is not. And the one that's not is the one that's so slow to, to okay. start in the morning, of course. Yeah, of course, right. So it's a little slower on that side of things. Um, so, you know, what you're doing is a good workaround, right? Because you just force that reboot, that restart, and that gives you a nice clear start. Um, but for, you know, and of course, if you do want to do backups, putting it in sleep mode and having it wake up and do a backup for you does make sense too. But generally, what I do is I shut it down um, because I've set that checkbox. And you, did you find it, Bob? Was, uh, I can't remember where it, what it's called there, but it's, it's to disable the fast shutdown. Yeah, it's about under power options. So I'm in power and sleep now. So basically, you go in there and you can change the plan settings. I always go into the advanced settings. But uh, you can set how many minutes uh, on a laptop, you know, uh, it turns off the display when it's on battery versus plugged in. Right. And I kind of like to go down to the hard drive and set the hard drive to turn off uh, never unless it's a shutdown. So, right, but where he's talking about there's a full shutdown option that when you're doing a shutdown, it doesn't actually do a shutdown the way we well, thought it did. You can set that in the power options. Okay. So, you know, you can say it to tell it to sleep versus, uh, you know, uh, shut down. So um, power button and lid, it says uh, power button action, mm -hmm. and um, mine is set to sleep when I press that, but you can change it to do nothing, hibernate, or turn off the display. So mm -hmm. that's in battery no. and plugged in mode. No. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, Same thing. Point, when it says power button, wouldn't that be a hard shutdown with the power? In other words, normally I'm just using that um, lower left area of Windows 10. Uh, right. Where there's the ability to tell it to shut down using the software, using the mouse, and so on. But when it says power button, what does it mean even? Does it mean the physical button? The, on the, the physical like, button, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the last choice as far as the shutdown? Isn't that more catastrophic? Well, you're not going to hold it and force it. When you push the, what you're saying is when you push the power button, you're going to give the command to shut down. Okay. And, and yeah. what we're really talking about is this quote-unquote fast startup mode, which is what I couldn't think yeah. of. Um, you want to disable fast startup mode so that when you do a shutdown, you actually get a shutdown. Um, yeah, so when I disable it, I'm done. I'm all set, right? Correct. That'll take care of... It'll still do. It'll, yeah, yeah you'll okay. either, it'll work either way. But I think what you're doing is fine, but I would just do a shutdown. I'd turn it off. Unless you're doing a backup, why leave it in that hibernation mode or that sleep mode? Just turn it off. So, and I don't I don't have any kind of automatic backup. I always do mine manually. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate it. All right, Rocky, thanks for checking in in Michigan. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, we've had Rocky call before. He's called for many, many years. I, I definitely recall Rocky. Let's go to uh, Brian in Waterbury. What's happening, Brian? Hey, good morning, guys. Appreciate morning. it. Yeah. I know you've answered this, these questions a million times, but I want to cut the cord. And uh, just, I'm just uh, not sure of things. I'm an older fella. Yeah. And uh, I need a modem router. i got to buy something now. Do I need two separate things? Can I buy one thing together? So it depends on what Internet service you're going to go to. 
Brian. What are you going to okay, use out there? It'll be going Comcast. Okay. So I would tell you to get two, a modem that is configurable with Comcast, and then right, uh, right. a separate router. Um, okay. That's what I tell you to do. That way your modem can be rebooted separately from your router. Um, but that's what I would do. 50 bucks roughly for a, for a Comcast-compatible modem and maybe a couple hundred dollars to even less for a, uh, a router alternative. Okay, great. And the speed I'm looking at, I got, I got three TVs. There's oftentimes two going at the same time, yeah. and then there's a third to get used for gaming when the kids and the grandkids come over. Sure. So, I would tell you you need no more than 150 megabits. Okay. I was talking right, to that's, a... That's, a I was talking to a good uh, friend uh, just a couple of days ago, and he's got an 800, no, gigabit speeds, and it's just him and his wife. And I'm like, it's like putting a 16-inch water main up to your house just so you can turn the shower on. Uh, it's yeah, not necessary. Yeah, not necessary, right. Right. Okay, now ex- maybe you could ex- well, I'm sure you could explain this to me. There's uh-huh. three TVs in yep. the house. Yep. Uh, two of them are hardwired to Comcast. The third one, that's the one that's in the spare room that that's used for gaming, and they watch Netflix and other things on it, too, which sure. is my kids' accounts. But yeah. it's not hooked to anything. It, it's a smart TV, so where is it pulling that from? It's not hooked to anything. Your neighbor. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's on your wireless. So you're probably having a wireless signal that's being broadcast in your home. And your kids or your grandkids went ahead and found the, the your router from Comcast, and there's right on right on it could have the SSI SSID information, and they probably configured it to connect that way. It's wireless. Wow. Yeah. See, this, that, when it gets to this point, that's when I'm out of my pay grade. Right. Well, the um, other thing too they could be doing, Brian, is they could be actually broadcasting it from their cell phones through the cell circuit uh, service, and and then casting it over to your smart TV. It means it's still not on anything, but they are on the network and broadcasting it to the TV. There's okay, a lot so they're happen. using their own data to do that. Then. They could be, and because their data is unlimited and their parents have given them $50 a month unlimited cell phones, um, they don't see uh, any problem doing that. Um, but the you know the, the parents or whoever gotcha. are you doing okay. that. Yeah. All right, so, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. So, uh, right. okay, I want to cut the cord. I got to do that, do that. Yeah. Uh, I, so I guess that, that answers my question. Uh, so, okay, now I have smart TVs. Yep. I, I've heard you mention in the past about getting your own device rather than using the smart TV. And I wrote down the name of what you uh, – I heard you on a podcast a week or two ago I was listening to. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I get that. But I guess maybe could I just use the – I, I guess I could just try the – smart TVs first, and if they work, I don't really need to buy these other devices, correct? Correct, exactly. I just was so tired of dealing with the updates occurring on my TV that I had to wait for some stupid operating system to update on the TV that I didn't even ask for just so I could watch Netflix or whatever I was going to watch. And by that time, I I fell asleep. (laughs) I'm sorry I cut you in on you. Because I just got a, recently I got an email telling me Roku updated one of the TVs. Correct. So those that's a great way to work uh, work your uh, your streamings. If you like it that way and it's got built-in Roku and your updates aren't being um, interfered with, continue to do that. That's fine. Right. If, if you are having trouble, I highly recommend the Shield. It is really designed to uh, be a high-end streaming device. It can process all the high-end audio. Um, and guess what? It's portable. You can take it with you. Right, right. 
All right, cool. I, that's all I need to know. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Brian, good luck, and let us know how it goes. I will. Thank you. Bye. All right, bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. couple lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Sue and Mar- uh, Maria, hang on. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have one line open for you. And thank you for joining us on our uh, first show of 2021. Uh, we did take a few weekends off. I hope you don't mind. Um, my wife really appreciated it, <laughs> uh, as I'm sure yours did too, Bob. Yes. So uh, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to um, Sue in Hebron next. She's up next. What's going on, Sue? Hi. 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 How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I have a question for you about Comcast modem and router, a little similar to the last uh, gentleman, but we have more people in our house. Um, so we have Comcast. I got rid of their modem router yeah. a year and a half ago, and I bought a Nighthawk um, Wi-Fi cable modem router uh, with voice because we also have a telephone line that's hooked into our burglar alarm, and it's part of our package. Yeah. Um, and it been working, but there's five of us home now, um, doing two doing Zoom school, and I'm doing Zoom, and um, so we kept, the speed seemed really slow. Our package was at 300. Oh, you should have plenty of speed, plenty of speed, Sue. Um, but we kept dropping off, and it, it seems very slow. Right. So I called, I got a new package from Comcast, and a month ago, um, and it was for 1.2 gigabytes. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, that, but that was the cheapest package. If you went up to 600 800 um, bundled with the TV and the phone and all that stuff. So I um, thought, assumed the speed would be faster, a lot faster, and we noticed it slow. I called on Thursday, and they said, oh, the modem you have um, only goes up to 864 speed. So if you um, – but they never told me that right. um, in the first place. So – I went out um, to Best Buy, and the guy told me in order to do, I can't get out of the package. In order to do the 1.2, I have to upgrade to um, a different mo- uh, modem, right. at voice modem. So I ended up with the Nighthawk Netgear again, CM1150V, and then he said I had to get a router because um, one that size does not do Wi-Fi. Um, so I, I'm up, I'm up five hundred dollars, and I just spent three hundred a year ago on that other modem. Yeah, so, so what do you suggest? And do I really need a router and a modem? So n- number one, just to have everybody else understand, you didn't need anywhere near that bandwidth. I mean, I promise you, you didn't. So if you think about it, I live in Southington, and we have pretty hard water. And I like to equate bandwidth with water because it's the easiest thing to understand. When our shower heads start to clog up. I don't go to the water department and ask for a bigger pipe. Uh, we have to clean the shower head, right? That's the thing that's causing the slowdown of my water to my shower is the shower head, not the water service. You went, okay. to the, you went to the Internet service and said, hey, my system is really slow, 300 megabits. That's double what I have in our home, and I'm doing the exact same thing you are with kids and streaming and Zooming and all that fun stuff. And these are college kids. Um, so Mine too. <laughs> yeah, so they can do a good amount of damage on bandwidth, can't they? But yeah. it was your internal system that was the issue, and of course Comcast is happily going to send you more water. 
right? Right. Um, just to sell you more water. And now you've got, in order to take advantage of all that bandwidth you just purchased, you need more technology to do it. it even though your system can only go as high as 800 megabits, which technically is more than double than the bandwidth you had already, if you're still seeing performance issues, my point is right there for you. Your issue is with the devices that you're using on your network to connect to take advantage of that technology, right? Either your Wi-Fi uh, cards and your devices aren't very good, or you're trying to run on 5 gigahertz versus the 2.4 gigahertz, which is better for distance. So you could spend all you want on bandwidth and get no improvement because it's the thing that's handing out the bandwidth or receiving it that really is the issue. And Comcast will not tell you that. They're going to say, oh, right. how much more bandwidth would you like, Sue? So again, the water department. Hey, how much more? How much bigger of a pipe would you like, Sue? Even though it's your shower head that's clogged, we don't care. We're going to sell you more water, <laughs> or the access so we, to more water. <laughs> yeah, no, Comcast will up, upsell you as much as they can. Um, so we all have pretty new devices. Um, you know, yoga um, laptops that are less than a year old. Right. Um, you know, Mac that's you know a year and a half old. Yep. That sort of thing. Um, would a router improve the speed um, if I added a router to the Right, scenario? so maybe what your whole problem could have been was the Nighthawk router you were using was not performing as well as it should. So there are different types of wireless routers. There's these MIMO routers, and then there's the old traditional style routers. The old traditional ones would deal with an oversubscription of devices on the system, and they would try to time slice and make, make available the connectivity in a time slice fashion, whereas the MIMO type routers will say to you, all right, Sue, I'm going to give you a dedicated wireless connection, and it's going to be at this bandwidth. To Zoom, I mean, you don't need that much bandwidth. If you think about every time, and even, even surfing, uh, you need almost no bandwidth. Um, and we can actually find a bandwidth chart that we can put up for you guys to understand. Like a, a voice over IP phone conversation is 34K, uh, very tiny. So you have this big 1.2 gigabyte pipe, which is like a million lanes of highway, and you literally have a bicycle on it, right? You're not okay. using it for anything. Um, so I would tell you that, yes, you should look more at your wireless router device as your performance issue before anybody buys more bandwidth. Do that. Don't look at the bandwidth. That's all baloney. It's so all my baloney. Um, Netgear router that I bought a year ago, our modem, has the router built into it. Yeah, so right? it's trying to do too much. Um, I would contend that device may be not very good at whatever it's offering you because obviously it wasn't giving you a satisfactory connection even though you have 300 megabits of bandwidth, right? So yep. it may not be doing a very good job of handing out wireless or maybe it's it's radios or we're not doing a good job. These are radio antennas that broadcast 5 gigahertz uh, radio and a 2.4 gigahertz radio. So maybe it's the problem, and that would have been the thing I would tell you to change first. Always change your internal technology first, as long as you have bandwidth in the 150 megabit range. If you were run running something less than that, then yes, I would have some. I would tell you you could upgrade to 150 if you wanted to. But you were already at 300. Now you're at 800. 1.2 you're paying for, but you're at 800. I'm well, telling no, you, they told me if it couldn't do the 1.2, they dropped me back to the 300 without then, telling me. Oh, really? At the same yeah. at, a new, at a higher price? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a whole other yeah. issue. That's a Blumenthal issue. He likes to take on those things. Um, <laughs> Next on my list. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, Sue, I, I, you, just, you focused on, I think, the wrong thing. And I really want to make this point out there with folks. Don't let them upsell you on getting a massive broadband pipe. I mean, here at Tab, we have a gigabit pipe. 
so your pipe is faster than ours, and we're a geek, we're an IT company. You know, right. we have synchronous gigabit speeds, and we can service you know forty employees, clients, connections, up the wazoo. You can't stream or do Zoom. That's internal. That's not external. The, um, so could my Netgear um, C seven one hundred be defective be, or? Yes, it could be defective. It could have bad bad broadcasting antennas. Of course, those are the things you look at first. Firmware update. Firmware update. All sorts of things could have occurred, causing you this poor performance. Um, so her modem is capable of two gigabit speeds. The modem is. Yes. Wow. I have it right Capable up. of what speed? I'm sorry, I didn't two, two gigabits. gigabits. So. Yeah, this was the one that you told us, the uh, CM1150V. So I that's the one up. I just bought. That's yes. the one I bought. Yeah, it's a 2-gigabit um, modem. Most of our business clients, and we support over 400 of them, don't have the bandwidth you have. <laughs> and they're running you know, businesses, moving data back and forth, zooming all the time, whatever they're doing. They're CPA in, they're manufacturing, they're financial planning. You, yeah, you're, it's your internal router. And if you could get, if you could tell Comcast, look, whatever you're doing to me here, I want to go back to my old package, and you upgrade and fix your router side of things, you could reduce your bandwidth to 150. Because I'm telling you, that's what I'm running at home, and I've got college kids, and my wife and I are zooming and working remotely and doing all the same things you are, without an issue. I okay, promise. So, um, the router that I have, the C7100, the the original one that they said only goes up to 964. Yeah. Um, I. If I attach, because it has the router built in, if I keep the router I just bought yesterday, the Zeus um, router, and hook that up, would that be, would that yeah. improve the speed inside? It should. I mean, what, what was the router you bought? Forgive me, I don't remember that model. Um, it's the AX5400 dual band. Got the dual band. Uh, make sure you uh, configure a separate SSID for both bands so you know which one's the 2.4 and which one's the 5 gigahertz. Um, yeah, that's, that's a, man, that's quite a nice piece of hardware. Um, well, that's what they sold me at Best Buy, but they said I had to have this, this new modem, which was $249, and then I had to spend 229 to get a router that would work with that. To get, they keep saying yeah. the voice is the problem because you know most people don't have a, a phone. Well, that is another um, good point. We can talk about that, Sue. you got to get rid of that voice, voice line. <laughs> voice uses 64K tops. Yeah, but it's the technology you're building in. You're building in that old technology. You could always get your burglar alarm service to move over to cellular. Yeah, well, then that's expense to redo the, the burglar, burglar alarm. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's a good point. I feel point. like I'm just dumping money out left and right. You are, um, and the biggest mistake was just the increase of the bandwidth. So this great Nighthawk that you got here, I'm sure, will handle the 150 if you down bring it down to 150. Yes, you will see improvements. The one I currently have, the C1700. Well, again, if it's damaged, maybe not. You were you were already having a problem before you upgraded with that C1700, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't. Um, oh. We just we got the. C7100 when we stopped using renting Comcast modem oh, okay. router package. You, yeah. So I got that. But then, you know, we were working in the office and the kids were at school. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a big deal. But then um, that's why I called because I just had it. My son dropped off at school the other day while I was on a Zoom call and somebody was watching Netflix. Right. So um, that's you when can't. I called and they gave me this new package deal for the 1.2. Yeah, and that's crazy. And so, Sue, so we're coming up against a hard break here. Can we can we talk more about this a little bit when we come back? Yeah. All right, we're going to put you on hold and talk a little bit more with Sue. All right, we'll be right back.
From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed PowerCash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. 